the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of That's a Shame. I'm Isaac and joining me as always live in, in the sense that we're recording this like on the day it's supposed to come out rather than having pre-recorded stuff. For the first time in ages, it's Declan. How are you, Declan? I am very well. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not bad at all. How are you psychologically, though? Well, you know, we we try our best. Each day, I take it as it comes, and it's just a shame that it always comes with Joe's horrid face <laughs> watermarked right over my vision, like I've stolen a free copy of some Adobe software that puts that in everything. How about you? How are you holding up? Yeah, mostly okay. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had that nightmare again? I meant to ask. Oh, of course I have. Every day. <laughs> Scarred. Wow. It's, it's um, nice to be doing this live though, as in like we haven't, because we recorded that big episode in one big chunk and then broke it down. We yeah. haven't actually done a podcast in quite a long no, time. No, I know. It's it mad. Like, yeah. I've forgotten everything I knew. <laughs> we're doing this I'm through talking a, into a toaster we're doing this through a new medium because we forgot all our passwords yeah <laughs> it's a real shame um but yeah here we are we survived that story that you knew we survived what with us editing and putting out the podcast still we thought we'd take this episode to kind of reflect on on not only the events which we've kind of already reflected on but the new event that was talking about them because it was something that we hadn't really done in the show it was like a very different format um to what we're used to because it wasn't always we weren't really trying for the comedy as much no i was very much trying to make everyone aware of the horror (laughs) i think it came through so we thought we'd take this episode to deal with the email that we've had in the intervening period some tweets and then get on to some other stuff but before we get into all of that i just wanted to tell you a quick story that involves another different could be crime that that was thwarted by by me are you ready i am excited good so don't be too excited because unlike the the very corporeal physical geographical crime that is murder this one took place on the phone right okay i'm sure everyone is familiar with this setup the phone rings at a time of day that you know no one you know is calling actually the landline ringing on its own is an issue horror because no one uses it no one wants a landline but the phone rang about one o'clock and I'd just been recording a very upsetting uh, voiceover job that was like a 3,600 word story that someone who couldn't write or read, I expect, had written about a very graphic murder. So that was all fun. I was in the middle of talking about how Frank Lucas's drug empire spilled over in New York or whatever. And the phone rang. And on the other end of the line was someone who immediately identified themselves as being from from microsoft support now have you had these calls oh yeah where they uh they just want a, a, a quick chance to take control of your computer just to, to sort no, no, things out no, sorry hang on no they just want to help you is what you mean oh uh, yeah sorry no, that's what i mean yeah but in order to yeah. do that they like they do need access well yeah and like credit card details yeah like all of that has made a name because um, otherwise how are they going to get rid of the viruses and that's security purposes they don't want to be just accessing anyone anyone's computer oh, they're here to help you they knew that i ha- was using a microsoft product yeah so because that's on must be on a database or something and um so this guy he was knowledgeable he knew uh that i lived in a place called canterburg that was good <laughs> um it set me off it set us off on a good one of the uh, Phil. one of the premier cathedral bergs yeah in the country it's the jewel of the south they call it <laughs> the archbishop of canterburg has for long been head of one of the greatest churches that this nation has ever spat out um so he knew all about what life was like in canterburg and in fact he informed me reliably that viruses were running amok in canterburg because you know the thing about like the internet and viruses is that they're very localized geographically localized yeah yeah. it's a lot like a flu outbreak or polio or measles maybe (laughs) less extremely um you know, it's confined, It's it catches. Yeah, like it's contagious. You, you walk past a house with a virus, that it's jumps fucked. to your phone. You then yeah. walk past all the houses in that street. Just well, think I'll tell about you it. what, it's devastating. You're done for. So I was all too ready to be assisted because, you know me, I don't want a virus riddled anything. I tell you, your computer, <laughs> that's, that's like 80% of your existence. If that's, that's most of my brain. If that's gone, that is that's it. That's where all my you memories are fucked. live. 
Yeah. I don't like. Uh, the podcast would be over. That'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> a fun end. Call it a day. Leave it on the block switch. 44 and out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, it would have been. Um, 43 and out. Yeah, no, I think it was before we published 43, so Fuck that people would yeah. never have heard the conclusion. So they would have, <laughs> assumed, have just assumed that we died. Yeah. yeah. They'd have called all kinds of security forces. But anyway. So you must have jumped call, on this offer for. You know, I was keen. I was all too ready to help. A lot like that story you told about when you went through the immersive horror experience and immediately became one with the action, one yeah. with the narrative, a character in your own right. You committed. I committed. I was like, Phil, I'm so glad you've called. I'm I'm ready to, we're going to solve this problem between us. I have all the time, the money and mother's maiden names that we need between <laughs> us to, to free not only my computer, but all the computers of Canterburg from whatever hassle might be befalling them. And Phil, for his part, was enthralled. Like he, he took this as a kind of rallying cry and uh, shouted something to, to other people in his call center in a different language. So I, I can only assume he was like, we've got one, that kind of vibe. Here he is. So he wants our help. Yep. At last. Cause I think people have been writing him off all day as like, I don't know what scammer, something like that. Jesus, The cynics of this world. I know it's horrible to think that people would judge like that, but they do. So the call went on for some time. We did all the usual things that anyone who's uh, ever experienced this would go through where they like do these really odd little tests that are supposed to make you think that you are in the midst of like Stuxnet trying to destroy your infrastructure. Right. Um, things like opening event viewer, which is just where it lists literally everything that ever happens on your computer. And when that number of things that have happened is large, they go, Oh my God, sir, that's a, that's a fucking lot of viruses. <laughs> Don't worry about the fact that none of them say virus, but just trust because, me. Because look, a virus, a virus wouldn't, would it? Come on. Yeah. They're sneaky. It just, it would hide itself. Like think like a virus. It would say it was uh, just Spotify or something. But if you or don't start up, if you don't get rid like of that, that, I tell you what, you're done for. The whole of Canterburg will be down. <laughs> it's going it. to get sunk. So this went on for a while. I wasn't like stalling them deliberately. They just take a very long time. Like it's a very inefficient sort of scam no, because, wait. because the kind of scam. person they're dealing with, what scam that was just, um, an inclination I had. At oh, this right. Point. Oh, I see. I, I trusted Phil, but at the same time I was wary because of the Joe experience. I just right, see scams. I, see. Everywhere I didn't now. want you being one of these skeptics who just instantly. I'm not a doubting Thomas. Okay, thank right? goodness. Me and Phil are, blood brothers by now but the nature of these scams is that they um the only targets that actually work are people who are like really technologically illiterate so because of that being their audience they have to spell out every technological step in extreme detail so whether that's opening like chrome or typing in a web address the whole thing is like precisely explained in about 20 it's literally yeah w W, W, and they have this really weird version of the native phonetic alphabet where they're all terms that are to do with computers. So it was like Fuck off. G as in Google, O as in of computers, <laughs> O again, but this time it's it's off, like when you turn a computer off, and then they just spell through a website that's something like uh Microsoft help support please dot biz. <laughs> like, okay. Get on that. Anyway. The long and short of it is this went on for a while and I've previously like, I've never done it for the podcast. And also I feel like my thunder was kind of stolen by a reply all episode that our listener and pal Emily pointed me towards, pointed us towards, which has since caused a lot of stir. It's a good episode or double episode where a guy gets one of these scam calls, strikes up a relationship with the person who's scamming them and eventually goes over to India to meet them in person and finds that they're terrifying criminals, <laughs> as you might have thought. No. I mean, it was a, you could never have guessed. It would have been lovely if they found out that they were actually going to be best friends, but that was, it was just horrible experience on all accounts. Um, so I've been dealing with these people for a while because I just find it mildly entertaining. And I like to think that the longer they're talking to me, the less time they're talking to some like sweet old lady who's going to give them like 800 pounds to fix her iPad or something. And I was stringing him along, just kind of saying I was doing stuff while I was reading the rest of this story that I was going to have to narrate for not enough money. And eventually he became very frustrated by my inability to uh, 
allow him to scam me because it comes down to the the crunch which is now we need to take control of your computer to fix whatever the virus is and obviously that's the point where they lock stuff or hijack files and are like oh you'll never guess what now you have to pay us like hundred dollars to fix stuff but i obviously wasn't going to do that so instead i was just saying that i was and there's like a thing where it's like put in a code and we'll connect to it with the password so i was just putting in the wrong code and it was all failing and eventually he transferred me to someone else who is a more senior figure i got the impression he had a great authority about That's him good. he was called bob right bob from microsoft help me dobbies and uh Bob was not going to fuck around. Right? He didn't he have to get time. directly to the point. Of course, he's, he's I, got, I'm on a serious clock here. He's got the entirety got of Canterbury to, to de-virus, yeah. to inoculate. The Archbishop himself, Canterbury Cathedral, was, was on the verge of Jeffrey Chorsberg needed his help. <laughs> like nothing you'd ever known. And so he had a solution in mind. The scammer's tale. <laughs> He got me to download TeamViewer, which is remote controlling a computer. But because I was failing the intellectual gauntlet that was typing a six-digit code so that we can connect to your computer, what he knew was that it's far easier, given the kind of security dynamic, it's far easier to connect to another computer instead. So what he got me to do was put in their code, which is only two digits or something, and connect to their computer. And then there's a button at the top that says switch, like switch control or something. So you just swap the arrangement. I guess it's for if you were like showing someone something and then they demonstrate that they can do it, that kind of thing. Um, But there's also a a big button next to that that says shut down. (laughs) So, So rather than go for that one, I went for the shutdown and it had a, a little drop down that was like uh, reboot, reboot in safe mode, um, like sign out and all these things. But then there was one that was like L- LAN reboot, which was local oh, area network, network yeah. reboot. So I gave that a quick click. And for the next three minutes, I received the most aggressive onslaught <laughs> of swearing in the most diverse set of languages. He was swearing at me in every romance language. The man knew how to call me a motherfucking cunt in like Dutch. It was incredible. (laughs) He was the angriest man I have ever encountered. And I was just like incredulous because obviously like it was clear that I'd been stringing him along, but the anger is so odd because how can you be angry at me? When your premise was to scam me. How can you be self-righteous as someone who literally called us in order to fuck you over and having had the tables turned now suddenly feels that he's got to take the moral high ground. Yeah, and he was like, you've set us back hours because apparently the reason, I think they all run like a virtual, like they're basically all on the same computer is what what it sounds like. So they all just run different like instances of it or something so that they can't, I don't know, be traced or be scammed themselves. But he was furious. And I just thought I'd share because it is a shame when people scam you. It's a shame when they can't recognize that I don't sound like a 95 year old man or lady. And therefore, like your time's best spent out of Canterbury scamming other people or, or indeed not scamming anyone. So just a little thought. And if you ever get a chance to, to fuck with these people, then please do. Please record it. And uh, we'd love to to hear about it because it's a delightful experience. You're an absolute hero of the of Canterbury. I'm like Robin Hood. Yeah, they've erected a plaque outside my it house. It says, the biggest really cunt delightful. in Canterbury. And what it does is it says that and then you can hover over <laughs> it with your phone and it translates it into 300 <laughs> different dialects. Each one more aggressive and sexual in the last very very angry he was but he didn't hang up that was the interesting part of the anger because i thought he'd just go fucking idiot and hang up but no he, he needed was, you to he was there he to, needed you to hear this <laughs> he needed me to hear it in as many different <laughs> eu <laughs> languages as he just could possibly must. in case i think he's just a kind of like frustrated rosetta stone customer like he's been learning all these languages with nowhere to use them and he just wanted he's to absolutely his repertoire, like he was he's spent his life savings working at this scam place on duolingo <laughs> and, and yeah. but now doesn't have the money to go anywhere but i tell you what if i ever need a translator i've saved his number i'll be calling bob back and be like look we can put this microsoft aside. bob give us a hand <laughs> Come on board, Bob. Someone's been, some Bolivian guy has been scamming me. I need you 
to properly have a game. <laughs> and it is mum, importantly, because yeah. don't go leaving her out of the and, equation. And the thing Bob. is, is that he's the sort of person, he's very into violent sexual imagery. So if you could include <laughs> as much of that, um, don't, that is do not be afraid to take the incest vector, because I feel as though it could be Absolutely particularly not. efficient. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, Right, that was just unrelated story, but I just wanted to tell you because I, I saw you after this had happened or we'd spoken or something and I couldn't tell you because I thought I'd say um, it the show. I'm glad to, so that's off my to chest. that you finally got it out there. Whew. Um, but let's go back to what I think is going to be a kind of putting a cap on the end of the, the thing rather than a recap. This is just a cap um, Are you quite to, to the Blocks right? Switch project. I've been better, I'll be honest. I'm under a lot of pressure from Bob. <laughs> but I thought we could just reflect on what has been a kind of experimental process for us. Yes. Take some emails. Uh, and then we've got some lovely reviews to get to Ooh, as well. Oh, I'm very excited. And then we have a small announcement about admin stuff that we'll do at the very end so stay tuned for that but should we kick off with an email um or should we kick off with your thoughts about the um, process well i'm going to put my thoughts first then all the emails together okay Um, keep the fans structure like that's it that's the community isn't it Mm. so i also my thoughts are far less important so might as well get them out the way um well it's skip them it's now what Two weeks nearly mm-hmm. since we stayed with Joe, or didn't, mm-hmm. as it <laughs> turned out. <laughs> stayed in the loosest sense. Yeah, um, that we encountered Joe. Um, mm. And I suppose that my main thought is that I'm glad, in hindsight, that people have concurred with us mm-hmm. as to the fact that these people were murderers. Because we did have moments when we had made our escape and certainly several before we made our escape where we thought maybe we're over. Yeah. Like maybe we're overreacting. Maybe this is Mm -hmm. just us getting ourselves worked up. Maybe this is because we've joked about it so much that it's become real for us. Or maybe it's just that we're so fucking tired, but um, I've told this story in person to a few unfortunate people who don't listen to the show. (laughs) what are they doing i've given up on telling the story and i just tell people to listen to the show i'm like look i cannot be bothered to relive this just find out so like i've told it a few times and the the story never fails to elicit shock which is good because the the worst thing would be to get as far as joe coming in and taking all of my bedding (laughs) And have people <laughs> just sort of nodding along like, yeah, he was, right, he, was, okay. he, was so so he was making a bed for you. Bed's a clock. Yeah. Everyone does it. Yeah. Who who hasn't stayed somewhere where an enormous man they've only met for three minutes comes into their <laughs> room while they're in pants and just strips their bedding Were off. Were you in pants at this point? I was I in... mentioned that in the show. <laughs> P-A-N-T-S. Not pants as in the American vernacular. Oh, no. You've never specified that. Actually. Underwear. Yeah. Boxer shorts. Oh, dear. Even worse. I know. Horrid affair. Yeah, I, the, my experience has been similar. My mum was quite horrified because I didn't tell her the story. <laughs> she had to find out from the podcast. <laughs> she concurred. And also all the emails we've had and tweets were like, yeah. Uh, some people have told us when they would have left, like what was the final straw? Some people have just said the whole thing sounds dreadful. <laughs> should have left a lot earlier. But the the theme has been, yeah, you were right to to get out. I, Which is good. That's vindicating. The, the the shame of it is that the bloody listing is still up, despite yep, what this day, Airbnb assured us. With two brand new, even more fake <laughs> even briefer, <laughs> yeah, even more perfunctory from even less obscured fake accounts have gone up uh, in support of this accommodation. And I had the email today that was like, "Final chance to review." Angela's death hole. <laughs> so what I might do is change my name and face on Airbnb so Joe can never track us down by by podcast or or reputation. Yeah. And uh and leave a damning review. What happens if we um, bump down the average? If we do get famous though. Well Joe will this kill us. Podcast to come. I think we have to just, just come to <laughs> That's terms the double edged sort of fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, they did it to Michael Jackson, no. they'll do it to you. <laughs> we get the notoriety, but also expose First ourselves Tupac, to all of the various murderers that we have yeah. publicly That's denounced. I guess we'll just have to live with that. Or, what's more important? Also, like 
perhaps even more worrying than the desperately fake reviews that have gone up uh, is Uh the fact that the place is now available for 17 pounds (laughs) per night they actually pay you three quid to come yeah (laughs) but they've they've said they'll pay you the next day so that they (laughs) never have to pay you at breakfast (laughs) they send one flower to your family from an anonymous hell. Worrying, yes. Airbnb not necessarily responding as quickly as we would have liked to our complaints. Have you heard back from them I followed it up. Yeah, I got uh, emailed by their, like, case investigator, who was called John or something, and uh, he was called Bob, a swat name Bolivian. <laughs> no, he seemed like he was on top of it, but then proceeded to do next to nothing about wow. it. Wow. So I'll be, I'll be emailing back. And I wonder if we should, like, if we have any... Uh, law enforcement folk on the listen hype which i can't imagine is likely then uh, let us know if you think we should obviously they haven't committed a crime but it might be the kind of thing that's worthy of report just so people know so if there's a missing persons case in blocks you can be like mm, you're like wow better check out the old check out number house. three <laughs> <laughs> not eight no definitely uh, not so yeah so that's something to consider as well my thoughts as well have been like other than the event itself i've kind of given up thinking about it because we talked it out of my system yeah and it's just in the realm of good story anecdote where we didn't die now but in terms of like the episodes, they were quite different from everything we'd done so far, or at least the second two were. Um, not least of all because we couldn't really respond to people in the intervening period because yeah. it was all pre-recorded. We did like a two and a half hour episode or something, and then broke it down. But it's been nice that the support for something quite different from our regular format, or at least it felt quite different, has been really good. Yeah, that was that was yeah nice because we we are always looking to to do slightly different things and to expand a bit more mm. once we have the the time <laughs> so yeah, um the capacity yeah so it was nice that our that intro for the second episode was the most complicated bit of audio editing we've ever done it, it's <laughs> and it was really 30 fun. seconds long and we we did it for two hours <laughs> yeah, it took a while you don't just find those sound effects guys well, no, you do, but it takes a while to stumble upon the right ones and, and to build up a collection. And everything was a direct quote as well. That's my favourite yeah. thing, that they were all things that we said in the episode. They weren't like... Uh, or in like episode 39 or something, like yeah. a few before, when my girlfriend pointed out that we'd we'd preempted our own deaths, which would have been great irony if we had died. They would have played that on the news. I liked That would become like something on our creepy, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Or, uh, no, these um, idiot podcasts. What's it called? Morbid reality. That's the one. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, look at these guys. They said they would die at this Airbnb and they and never came back. They did. <laughs> wow. Who could it have been? That's right. Joe in a dress with a bludgeon. So yes, it's been really nice to, to find that people are kind of into that brand of stuff. Um, keep the feedback coming. Obviously, if you weren't into it and have just done us a favor by not shouting that fact into our inbox then thanks for that as well. And we, We're back to like normal service. We have done various other um, projects like that, mm, um, we have. which people will, over the coming months, have a chance to, uh, to yeah. access, perhaps. Have we ever talked about the birds on this show? I don't think we have, no. Let's, should we tell people about that? Yeah. Briefly? You'll remember Joe. <laughs> Dange. Not that Joe. <laughs> Joe Dange, from episode yes. six. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we've mentioned him a plethora of times since yeah most episodes wonderful friend of ours he used yeah. to live uh in croydon uh-huh. and he told us like independently and over the course of a couple of we- a couple of weeks mm-hmm. that he and his family were being haunted <laughs> by <laughs> the mysterious specter of the evil birdman of croydon yeah um which is not a folklore figure that either of us were familiar no, with at the time. No, it's not. Or indeed, no. It's not the sort of mythos that has necessarily and made it, made it, it to screen. <laughs> no. Spielberg's options, something, but it's not going anywhere just yet. So the details are quite worrying. Essentially, hmm. as, as far as I recall, it was that um, there had been lots of knockings on the door and ringings of the bell in the middle of the night. Um, and then cars speeding away, like mm-hmm. the creepiest game of knockdown ginger ever. Yeah. Um, but then also that over a few weeks, every now and then they would 
leave the front door and find a dead bird hanging by a bit of string in the front garden. Which, I'll be honest, if I found, I would immediately throw myself into the nearest river. I'd move house in one second. I'd be living under a bridge. I would change my... I'd go to Joe's house. I'd change my identity. I would have a different name. I'd have some surgery to my face so that I looked different. I would not want to be tracked by whoever has such a pathology that they feel the need to in the middle of the night kill a bird <laughs> because i don't i feel it's unlikely that he happened across oh, an already dead just, bird you don't think it was just like roadkill no air kill he uh specifically it, bit it, its it neck feels off. like he probably killed it himself i mean i'm profiling there i've said he could have been a she but oh, it was definitely, definitely a man, man. it's 100 yeah. a man i think it was a man who was like trying to become a bird to try and you think get it's like essence. Red Dragon, but really yeah. shit. <laughs> he, set, he just he's, every day was blue tacking another feather. He set his sights lower than Dragon, figured he'd go for bird. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, right, well, what's the Look, lowest cousin of the it dragon? It didn't work out for Francis Dollarhide. It might work out for me if I, <laughs> if I, you know, drop the hubris <laughs> and we just... Yeah, imagine watching Red Dragon and thinking that his only issue <laughs> was that he... <laughs> dragons, come on, mate, they're not even real. <laughs> just, just keep you, it in You're world, eating a right? painting, mate. Come on. That's not real. That's not tangible. Bless him. You've got to go for something like the noble blue tit. <laughs> so... The garden bird is such a low sight as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's not even like a bird of prey. No. <laughs> or an ostrich. I, you, I could take... Imagine if you came out and an ostrich was hanging up <laughs> by a bit of paper. No, not paper. String. Like, do you think that he assumed once you've achieved bird form, it's easier to become another bird? So, yeah, I think it, he thinks it's hierarchical. Like, you can just work your way up to the dragon. <laughs> he hasn't... Eventually. He hasn't heard of the glass ceiling. No. <laughs> He thinks that the dragon is just a black belt waiting to be bestowed upon him by some evil serial killer. Sensei. He's going to be absolutely gutted. Very upset. So, but yeah, Dan had basically been haunted by by birds. Was the issue? And he was. You were at mine yeah, he was genuinely you? upset, though. I think he sort of seemed very because mm. he messaged us that night, um, saying yeah something about it, saying that they'd just been talking about it, and he realised he hadn't told us about. Oh, there'd been another bird left, and they were genuinely. He came quite back, scared. and there was like a bird, just like eighty different birds, dead on his bed, <laughs> all tied together in a big swastika. So we thought that as as Joe's best friends, self-titled, yeah. we BFFs. Uh, it was our duty to support him. Yeah, to just take a load off his mind. And what better way to do this than to make the most singularly haunting video? <laughs> posing as it, a, as a crime family known as the bird bros bracket <laughs> bird brothers yeah uh, just in case who because they're criminal but they like to be clear yeah, about it they don't want any ambiguity who were threatening the d'angelo family for being and i believe this is a direct quote <laughs> a stain on the face of croydon yeah pretty much <laughs> It had uh, undertones of like a hostage situation video as well, or like no, 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 no. footage no, 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 no. from. It didn't have undertones. It oh, was, was it directly inspired by. Right. Yes. It's aesthetic. Some of the Abu Ghraib footage. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had my face covered by an American flag. You were wearing a snood that's what normally on your owl. <laughs> the yeah. owl featured itself. <laughs> this is my pet owl. Uh, it's not a, an actual owl. It's just a big. <laughs> I don't know where he came from in hindsight, which is quite haunting. Maybe I'm being attacked by the bird. The same well. family. Because he just appeared in my house in my life one day. But he normally wears this uh, balaclava looking thing. And we borrowed that. But he was very much in the mythology. We were his lackeys. We were like his, the muscle yeah. for this little owl's brains of the operation. So we made this very haunting video. Um mm. f- chock full of some of our favorite sound effects um did it have you've come to the right guy in it or uh, i don't think I don't it, did. it did it definitely had vault a door i'm sure oh, it yeah, absolutely had in. the uh the number station yep do, 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 do. <laughs> that's a classic as well that's in everything we've ever done i think oh it's a hallmark at this point hitchcock in front of the camera is old news <laughs> get with the program hitch so we uh, we made this, and I think that we um, 
we probably went slightly overboard. We we do happen to get very excited when we have ideas yeah. for projects, but and but we also like, have the ability to see them through then and there. Yeah, and but also the trouble is that we're extremely impatient. Um, so yeah. we like we created an entire Facebook page for these bird brothers like they I, I spent about an hour filling out all the details to be as haunting as possible we you know they had a, an online presence they had a youtube, had a YouTube channel, channel. Um, um and but then we realized that we didn't actually have a great way to get this video to dange without without being, being clearly, clearly us. us posting um yeah. Because we wanted him to see it first. I mean, it was always going to be clear because well, well, yeah. we were in the video. <laughs> we're the only, also the only people he knows who would ever who do anything so mental enough. <laughs> dignity <laughs> not to make such a video. Um, so we eventually, I think, just dropped 99% of the pretense and posted yeah. it to his Facebook wall saying, wow, you've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> it's going round I think it was trending on YouTube don't worry about the fact that it's got zero views that's, that's just a bug don't you just worry like, has this made it to you yet <laughs> I mean if we hadn't sent it someone would have done is this, when they say the D'Angelo's of Croydon they're not all about that, you are they it's the D'Angelo's goodness me you guys are famously stains yeah and uh, but the thing was we didn't hear from him for ages afterwards no. so we thought we'd like really offended him <laughs> Which, I mean, maybe we did, because he, he said we hadn't, but there was an unexplained time gap. Yeah. Or, so maybe we did or go it was, too far. He also, like he did, he had messaged us, but had not at all mentioned the video in any sense. <laughs> Bad sign. <laughs> we, so we thought maybe we maybe some of the like hostage kind of uh, ISIS. Some of the overtly violent far. imagery of Terroristic the video. vibes might, had pushed him over the edge. Might have been a bit much. Um, but we'll leave that to, to you guys to decide. We can post that it's video. It's still one we? of my favourite things we've ever done. It would go on my portfolio regardless of what I was applying but for. But it's also something that will be used, I feel, as a prime piece of evidence one day. Oh, because, I hate it when that happens. Because I, I don't know that I know many other people who on the spur of the moment, would dedicate such effort to making such It was an entire day, such like night. Oh, yeah. It, it was... It was a day-long night. It was, yeah, it was I'm a saying. good, like, eight hours of yeah. shooting. We did, like, multiple audio takes with some ADR. We, we, we I, wrote, I, the I wrote the subtitles the for the YouTube video. Just because, <laughs> for the bird just, noises. For swarm. <laughs> just because we couldn't be entirely sure that they'd be able to hear it because we put so much yeah. reverb onto our voices. <laughs> so much like, for too long, the Dangelos have been yeah. an unwelcome stain on the face of Croydon. And then you had yeah, this haunting guess... bit where it zoomed in on your face and we you up-pitched your voice forever. going, forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrid. Yeah, we'll post that so you guys can have a look. That is a, a fun bit of art. And yeah, basically the thrust is... If you like that kind of stuff, we're, we're kind of pleasantly surprised by the positive response to those yes. episodes because it's not that they were like outlandishly different. It was just that it was like those intros are something we really like doing and kind of devoting time to to do just a bit more experimental things. So it's nice to know that we can kind of push the format and at least some of you are, are into it. Very nice indeed. Uh, we should get on some emails that we've had then. Yeah, sure. Because what with the last few episodes not being day and date releases, yeah. then uh, we have a backlog. So we, why not kick I off? kick off with uh, with an email from everyone's favourite, Toby King. Why ever Toby not? Toby Milestone. Toby, King. you uh, you may remember emailed to say that perhaps the uh, the key was given to us by a child as a way of yeah, um, this was clever as a way of avoiding circumventing fingerprints. Um, this, of course, yeah. in part three is entirely undercut by Joe simply taking it with his own hands. Joe rubs his <laughs> fingers on it. Like there's he took no it tomorrow. out of Isaac's hand and then just licked it in front of him. Yeah, he put every different bodily fluid on it that he could until it was marked in as much DNA as he could possibly we, uh We left out some of the more graphic imagery that Isaac encountered. This is why Isaac doesn't like to talk about it anymore. No. Um, so Toby messaged us again, he emailed us. Uh, to say, uh, on potential murder was the, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 subject of the email. I, I like it because it yeah. it sounds like a like a seventeenth century philosophical paper. Yeah, it sounds like a yeah. treatise. Um, 
I would have left the moment Joe demanded to see me as, as I was when I was born. I assume I have never been naked, including birth. Even I know that him bursting in is literally the most bizarre behavior ever. And I'm autistic. <laughs> That's not him being offensive. He literally no. is uh, autistic. And, and But he knows that... Uh... Yeah, that's he knows that Joe far. coming in while I'm. I, d- I don't know if I mentioned that I was. I wasn't fully clothed. Were you? I was. But you had like trousers. No, on, I had just a topless kind of underwear. Oh, just just that solitary Nothing else. That's a shame. May as well have been I'm in a loincloth. Um. Oh no. So yeah, uh, even Toby feels that that's that would have been enough for him. That would have been the straw that broke Toby's. To back. be fair, it probably would have been mine too. But before I had a chance to message you to say let's fucking go he'd nick the key and we, we decided between us <laughs> that we were out oh well <laughs> um although toby does turn the table slightly and say some odd behavior mm. from you two i like this though he's he's turning yeah like you say he's putting the the focus on us questioning our actions uh declan when ambushed by a roving joe why did you not put on some trousers when he left the room? Well, the answer's fairly simple, Toby. First of all, I didn't expect him to be 15 whole minutes <laughs> coming back with the bedding. <laughs> and the second is that I was simply dumbfounded by the entire situation. Mm. Um, trousers were the least of your And concerns. the third is that, well, Joe had already gotten me out of bed and seen everything. So like a bit like locking the, the barn doors after the horses have seen you in your pants. Yeah, that so, famous idiom. <laughs> applicable, applicable to daily, daily life. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Also, that's... I like the expression "a roving Joe" because it sounds like something a character would say in a very contrived dystopia, where like that's the nickname they've given to the police bots that enforce a curfew, oh, yeah. so that the elite Jesus. can go on a purge. You didn't get caught by like the it. roving Joes, did you? <laughs> I got away this time, boss. <laughs> um, he also points out Isaac. My you yeah. turning your phone off, surely your girlfriend would assume that you'd been murdered and the phone ditched. Potentially true. Um, but again, like, hadn't her I crystal hadn't told you that your phone was fine? <laughs> yeah, that's true. A different crystal <laughs> piped in <laughs> after the first one said, it's going to be murdered. The other one was like, but his phone will be fine. That was the amethyst. I think they're always the voice of reason I found, but no, because I had not said anything and I'd been very, I'd played up the fact that everything was fine. I think the assumption on her part, it would have been very irrational. And I'm not saying she's not capable of irrationality by any means. Um, it would be very irrational to assume that I was dead. So I thought I would just spare the inquiry because I didn't want to deal with like, why are you moving? Where are you going? Whilst we were escaping from Joe, I thought I'd leave that till afterwards. That's fair. That's, that's, yeah. that, that sounds reasonable. Toby's so. conclusions are, uh, A, that Joe was objectively a murderer. Uh, thank you for that one, Toby. We yeah, fully agree. Very good to know. Um, if you had not left, you would be dead under a tarp while he washed his massive orange <laughs> dress in your blood in the bathtub. Horrible. Calls I'm back f- to the man from that room as well. What was it? 315 or something with his big bathtub of tea. Oh, the man from 208. That's the one, not 315 <laughs> at all. Is that the train from 315 from somewhere? 315 to Yuma. That's the one. Is it there, 3.15? think so. Because that's what that little mental block was. Is it? I'm glad we solved it. Should we shall have a little check? No, I'd like to never, ever find out. Fucking hell. What? When you said that, because my browser was opening up a, a new tab, uh-huh. you totally glitched. Did I turned into a big Joe bot? Uh, it was like something from the intro to episode two. You went, no. <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> shit myself. Sorry. Oh, it's the 310 to humour. Oh, damn. Well, never mind about that then. So you've you've got no excuse. (laughs) Nope, just got it wrong. Um, We've also had an email from... Well, we had an email in the intervening period from Mark after the second part came out. He said he loved the big budget audio effects used for the introduction to this episode, and he was looking forward to our conclusion of the stay at the Bates Motel. So that was good. Um, Big budget is obviously... Irony on Mark's part. Very much copyright-free sound effects. Kevin McLeod, you say? That's him. Uh, he also emailed after the final one. 
I hope you had listened to what your mother said. This is at you, Declan, about always wearing clean underwear. You never know when you'll be conversing with strange men in your pants. Some <laughs> advice to live by there. It's Cut true. off point for Mark was when he locked the door and took the key. So we can agree on that. And he said, this is good advice. Guess on your review on Airbnb, you can just leave a link to the podcast. We could, that would be well funny. <laughs> Should we do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gives him even more material from which to identify that I live in Canterbury that you work at a hotel, that we know he's a murderer. Like, oh, it, I don't know if it's necessarily the safest decision. We're, we're eminently traceable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, well. We had an email from a new emailer we did. as well. Uh, um, Which is always very exciting. It's especially exciting because I love that our listeners are on the same page as us in terms of familiarity, that they oh. know us enough that there's no need to be dilly-dallying with, hey, guys... My name's so and so, and I'm. What is the thing yeah. like? First, first time, time caller, caller, long time listener. Yep. Uh, you know, always loved the show. Figured I'd get in touch. There's no yeah. need for that. Fuck that. Kevin's Cut email starts. To the chase. Guys, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Three question marks. And then, That's just good. in case anyone was offended, though, I'm sure if you're listening to the show, that would be difficult. Pardon yeah. my French, he says. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually offended by that because I'm half French and we don't swear all the time in France. No, you do. Oh, no, no, we do. You That's right. the one. Yeah. Um, yes, this is the lovely Kevin Wilson. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you um, for your email. He said, glad that you survived that block switch fiasco, which sounds like... <laughs> it sounds, sounds like you're like embroiled a... in a sex scandal, yeah. <laughs> like Anthony Weaver. Perfumo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you lasted way longer than I would have in that wretched and creepy place. I'm glad that those... Two mm. ideas translated. Because, Good adjectives. Yeah. After the sheet-changing incident, I'd have gone and slept in the car in a highway rest area. The sheet-changing incident sounds like what What incited the Blocks <laughs> The Blocks fiasco. fiasco. It's yeah. why we couldn't run for governor. <laughs> this is Joe Gate. <laughs> um, I mean, that is pretty much what we did. Yeah. Sleep in the car in the highway rest areas. Except they were called road chefs. <laughs> which made it all the more, the more depressing. <laughs> God... Damn, he says. I also probably would have called Airbnb and the police if my yeah. host took the Conference key away call. and locked me in the house. <laughs> Imagine. Do you reckon they've ever been called together before? <laughs> <laughs> if they have, I don't ever want to hear about it because it cannot have ended well. Airbnb would do well to give you a shit ton more than $25 or whatever they gave you. Wow. Well, uh, Kevin, do feel free to uh, to tell Airbnb that because yeah, we're we always open campaign? to getting more. <laughs> If we get enough Airbnb credit, we could like cash it out and take this show on the road somewhere, <laughs> specifically to the Midlands. Anyway, glad you're safe, he says. I love your podcast. Thank you very much. Thank and if you. Joe, brackets, or Angela, had, and mur- <laughs> had murdered you, I would have had to travel to the UK to exact my revenge. I'm glad that we've, really we've got a group of people now who... Militant. Oh, yeah, prepared to take up arms <laughs> in our defence, even yeah, in our that's name. The same city cult. That's lovely. That's what we need. Thank you very much for that email, Kevin. We've had as well some tweets uh, from our good pals Paul and Matt. Uh, Paul said he would have left at the point where we went to the pub, if not earlier. <laughs> earlier than that was was pretty early, but but fair enough. In know. hindsight, I like we probably made we a real mistake coming back yeah. from the pub. We should very, have just left very much because so. we. I realised that we hadn't actually moved any of our stuff in at that point. Perhaps no. that was you know not uh, an accident on our part. <laughs> subconscious ideal of uh, perhaps getting ready to escape. Yeah, he also said the shocks keep on coming. This was after episode two, I think. Um, not episode two, the second part, you know what I mean? The shocks keep on coming. You don't get this level of drama on Neighbours or Home and Away. I made it to have a lie down. <laughs> that was great. And he liked our Cars duet that I'd forgotten about till I listened. Oh, yeah. Um, now, Matthew, who you may remember is is a professor, he emailed in with some very, very nice words, has once again provided a fantastic pull quote if we were to describe our own podcast like if we ever have to sell this to a venue as like please let us do a show live to like three people and as our, and, and a drunk and as our financial situation gets more and more desperate increasingly that, desperate that becomes <laughs> ever more likely yeah um he tweeted though emotionally devastating for isaac and declan episode 43 of that's a shame cast is guys get ready a podcasting tour de force 
Now that's French. I can confirm for <laughs> the best thing ever made. <laughs> so I can only. It's not a. It's that. not a literal translation. It's about. No, it's, it's you've got to get the feel of the language. Yeah, it's yeah. the sense exactly. Sense is is everything. It's just um, as important, if not more, than sound. Yeah, uh, but I think like, do you have any? Let's put a cap on the block switch project for once and for all. Any final thoughts about either the the experience or the the kind of our retelling, which is a very much separate but linked experience, or the feedback we've had, what would be the the final way you'd summarise your feelings towards it, Declan? I would say that telling it on the podcast was, as we joked at the time, um, mm-hmm. probably the best therapy that one could ask for after such a situation. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was nice. We both got to discuss it fully and... Yeah. Uh, and openly because when you're discussing something like this between you when you both experienced essentially the same set of events um Uh describing them is seems redundant but often only in describing them can you come to fully understand them and so uh Mm. i think that having the chance for us to do that uh in one another's company really helped the both of us i feel and certainly once we then had all this wonderful and uh, supportive feedback from our listeners. I think that it's helped me certainly to put an emotional cap, as you uh, said about seven times in three <laughs> seconds at the start of the episode, um, on the whole ordeal for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so as well. I concur. It's been nice to talk about. And then it's been nice, like having outside feedback was a big thing. Because when you're telling a story in person, the... um kind of social mores dictate that people are like wow that's really bad yeah thanks for sharing that story but when people are listening on the internet they don't have to say that they agree they could have been like guys you're both fucking cowards (laughs) but it's been nice to hear that uh people would have done similar things in the situation we were in and who knows perhaps one day one of our listeners will be in a situation that they think is they have that feeling in their gut that it's turning south and they'll remember Isaac and Declan, those great heroes of yore, were even they not too coward to escape. <laughs> so <laughs> if you ever find yourself in in keeping in company with the Joes of this world, then find the nearest key, dispatch the owner thereof who's stolen it from you, and run for the nearest road chef is my my solemn advice. I think we should end because I know you have to go very soon. We'll we'll do reviews next week. Yeah, that sounds But good. we had an email from a friend of the show and friend of us, uh, Stuart, Stuart Crank, who we know from uni. And he sent a really nice email that has vanished from our inbox. Absolutely. We, we've, I've checked three email accounts and we both know it arrived. It's just gone. We were in one another's company and it came yeah. to us individually. So it definitely happened, like it exists. Yeah, 100%. Just not was. anywhere online. It's Twilight Zone, its way out of the ether. Um, but you remember the content, luckily. So do you want to summarise? Yeah, no, it was um, it was just a very nice email to say that, although he mm. hadn't been in touch since some of our earlier episodes, he was one of our premier emailers. Was Stuart. Yeah, well, I was going to say he was the first, I think Stuart was the first person to get in touch with either of us yeah. to be like, I'm listening and I, I like what you're doing. Like that was a really nice thing to do. And even very kindly um, offered his help with some of our early technical difficulties. Dreadful sound. <laughs> stream, yeah. That we hope has improved somewhat, but no, that was really good. It was uh, the first kind of um, indication that we were doing something that anyone would want to listen to. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Stuart. But he was confirming that he'd still been listening, that he puts it on to fall yep. asleep, but not in that way. Um, <laughs> And uh, just generally wanted to know how, you know, 40-odd episodes in, how it had affected Mm. us in terms of our working relationship, if I may dare to call it something so grand, (laughs) Um, but also our (laughs) external friendship as well. Um, Mm. And I'd say that perhaps the thing I'm gladdest or most relieved about is that it hasn't yet (laughs) tarnished our our friendship. Because what if by now we really like hated each other and this was just a drag? Yeah. But because we were so, we were so like into the minimal listenership that we had. <laughs> we were like, we have to clutch on to this. Our brand is bigger than either of us. We're like some failed magician petty, double act. Our petty feuds. <laughs> <laughs> that powers through nonetheless. But no, no I'd fa- agree. It hasn't changed a great deal. In fact, we're actually 
if anything, looking to spend more time in one another's yeah. company as we're hoping to to move into the same flat. Yeah. That makes it sound like we've both discovered and that we're, we're announcing. <laughs> or I thought it made it sound like we'd both independently bid on the same place and had ended up <laughs> together like some mad like some sliding shit doors. <laughs> That would be awful. But no, I think other than having to sometimes not tell stories as the time, like when they're happening yeah. and save them for the show, then there's not been a great deal of, of difference. I think it makes us better at telling stories that we both have already told in person. Yes. Cause like when we were recounting block switch to your girlfriend's brother, no sister and her partner, I think we had a good sense of where it was going yeah. the trajectory of that story so it's probably improving our ability at hosting impromptu podcasts yeah. that people are either going to hate we, or be fully on board <laughs> we knew when to throw over to the other didn't we yeah Which exactly that's that's the gift and in terms um, of our our uh, online presence our podcasting relationship i mm. i hope that it's not too much to say that we've gotten better since the first episode <laughs> yeah i think so well let me read one review then because it's come into focus Ooh. uh it's our most recent one from someone called i think chase 48 from the usa uh, is that not chase from turning point oh yeah it could well be yeah it is isn't it yeah um his review so yeah hello there we're, we're big fans this has been a process, is the review, but it is five stars, so don't worry. <laughs> Thank goodness. I've listened to this show since it debuted, and it's progressed in all the right ways. Funny, enjoyable, and maybe even a little neurotic at times, I think he means you. You will always have a smile on your face by the end of the show. I hope it goes on for a very long time. So it's nice that that idea of us no longer talking over each other as much, no longer yes. having audio that sounds like it was recorded in Satan's in a well. <laughs> <laughs> has gone somewhere. And it's on the back of all this positive feedback that we'd like to announce <laughs> a slight change. We're cancelling the show. Uh, it's been a good... No, we're not. But basically, um, Declan alluded to the fact that we're like in the process, and we've talked about it on the show, yeah. of trying to find a flat and dealing with moving. And one of the aspects of dealing with moving is dealing with having enough money to move <laughs> because you have to, this is like a two grand deposit or something that we have to cobble together out of thin air. And uh, part of that means that we're going to have to cut back from two episodes a week to one. This might be a temporary thing. Although as we're moving into holidays, like December, it may be a, a bit longer than, yeah. than temporary because two, it's never been, I've never felt that we're stretching to do two, no. but I've always felt that we could perhaps do more to plan one than just to kind of shout to. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to commit to. And, and I think that whilst we have liked some of our more impromptu episodes and we've had some nice uh -huh. feedback on those, I think that certainly, <clears throat> even though we took this decision prior to telling blocks, which um, yeah. I think that the, the feedback from the, that three part episode where we did put in a bit more effort for each one, where there was more yeah. uh, work going on, kind of shows that there is more of a market for us actually bothering <laughs> to try <laughs> and do something at least moderately inventive, if not just uh -huh. time-consuming. Um, so yes, exactly. So yeah, I, like we we've enjoyed doing two week, and I would like to go back to doing two week. Partly, yep. if only just because more of the, content is is the dream. Yeah, and if only just because I dreading going back to having to save it, stories for a whole week again for a week, I know. <laughs> but we'd rather because i've been like people who i know who listen to the show it's become clear that for the average person two a week can like if you fall behind you fall behind quite quickly yeah. and i would rather be a show that people look forward to once a week than one that people are like having to listen to on three times speed or having to yeah. skip episodes or, or feel like it's just more of a yeah, or f yeah, it shouldn't feel like you're compelled. Yeah, or one that they feel like they have to stop listening to because they like missed out on too much. That uh -huh. the, you know, the rhetoric has progressed so far that we like, imagine not knowing what word of mouth is best of mouth meant because you missed that episode. <sighs> You'd be devastated. I'd cry. You'd be out the loop. Yeah. I'd find the nearest Joe and offer myself to their orange bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. So before the night was out. So we are. We're going to do Wednesday's episode, episode forty-five. Uh -huh. And then after that, we're going to go down to one a week. 
Um, yes, the question is which day we want. Because I think Wednesday and Sunday we kind of arbitrarily identified, but they've both worked out quite well, yeah. which we didn't put much thought into for different reasons. People, I think Wednesday is a bit of a dead day in lots of people's release schedules. Yeah. So we've had a lot of people who are like, oh, it's great. I've got a podcast that comes out on a Wednesday now. And I, th- um, and I think it's... And Sunday... So Wednesday, I think, as well, is better for us, like where it's situated in our week for yeah. that as well. But the choice is going to be up to yeah. you because uh we we love you guys so we're gonna after this episode goes out there'll be a pinned tweet that is just a little poll and if you vote between wednesday sunday or other i guess we could put yeah. up and then inquire then that will be the schedule like this could change I, I was gonna say it's with heavy heart that we announce but i don't think it will make a huge amount of difference it should mean that we have more to talk about uh per episode and kind of yeah, the less chance of people falling behind or feeling like they've run out of, of being on the in crowd yeah. to get the jokes and things. So let us know your feedback, however. We've got to head off because Declan, are you working? Tonight? I am indeed. I have to shower, change Good. and be out the door in, what's that, in seven minute? minutes? <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool. So let's rally through the plugs with some great speed. You can email us, tas at shame.city. As you'll, this whole episode points out, we deeply appreciate your feedback uh, even if it's just to say hello that you listen. We will also get to reviews, which you can leave at shame.city slash review or reviews. I can never remember. Or just search that to shame on iTunes. We like They really help the show. They boost it in some way that we aren't entirely sure about, <laughs> but no exists in that iTunes cabal. What about Twitter? They can find the show. Um, I say they, you, listeners, can, uh, can yep. find the show at That's a Shamecast. Or if you'd like to contact us individually, uh, then you may do so myself at Cynical Declan and Isaac mm-hmm. at Isaac BD. True AF. And lastly, the mailing list is, is a thing. Shame.city slash mail. We might put like direct questions about things like which day to the mailing list because they're kind of, they've expressed an interest in yeah. being asked things like that, I guess, by signing up. Uh, but there's some extra content that goes out to those guys. Most recently, those two little clips we recorded at Alton Towers, which we can resend if you join, and would like to hear that particular nonsense. Other than that, um, check out that pinned tweet to vote for the day. Keep all feedback coming. We love you all and deeply appreciate your your role in our lives and in Shame City. We do in a big way. We'll be back on Wednesday for episode 45. Proust is coming Proust back. Is coming I think we'll back. finish Proust in 45. Yeah, Proust is coming back. In a big um, way. I've got... For one episode I've of got only. some good uh, 11 plus marking stories. Of and course. as well, I think perhaps episode 46, we're going to have quite mm. the Alan update. On the <laughs> clear internet search help, Alan. That's the fellow. The very same. Well, look forward to all of that, guys. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 44. I've been Isaac. You've been... I've been Declan. I thought so. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye, guys. Look for the bare necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
For the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities, forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I, wander, wherever I, roam, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder, couldn't be fonder my, new home. my new home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.